Let's give Kat a round of applause, shall we? Kat's going to speak to us. Father God, we just thank you for Kat. We thank you for her wisdom. We thank you, God, for everything that you made her to be. And I pray that everything that's inside of her to give today will be let loose in this place. And we'll hear what you're saying to us, Father God. Amen. Morning, everybody. This morning, I was feeling really like nice and relaxed, and then worship makes me feel really fierce and feisty, so I don't really know what's going to come out this morning, but I'll try to stay a bit on track, but then see what God says as well. Right, so this morning, we are continuing our Pockets Full of Faith series, and we are looking at faith and losing control. So those two words, losing control, I don't know about you, but they conjure up certain images in my head and they're not necessarily good images so when I think of the words losing control I think of somebody losing control of their car and that ends in a nasty accident or somebody losing control of their temper and that results in an anger outburst or somebody um, losing control of their bladder and wetting themselves yeah these are all not kind of things that you desire and aim for not losing control okay but that's what we're going to be looking at today because actually losing control is good for us so especially in Britain we quite like in our culture to be quite in control we like an order and a system and knowing where everything is meant to be. We love a good queue. If somebody jumps the queue, everybody gets a bit angry. We love a bit of health and safety, even though we say we don't. The first time somebody hurts themselves, we are the first to write a really well-controlled letter to comp- point out the areas where the problems are. We love control in Britain. We kind of have an attitude where we look at other cultures, like the Americans or whatever, and kind of roll our eyes a little bit at their dramatic, um, you know, the dramatic, I don't know, just drama. (laughs) We like roll our eyes at maybe other cultures that are really passionate and talk really, really feistily, whereas we like to keep everything on the inside and look calm and cool like a, I was going to say like a cucumber, but I don't know if that's a thing. Cool, like a cucumber, yeah, whatever. Um, anyway, so we kind of like reward ourselves for being completely in control in England. And if somebody's completely out of control, if somebody, say, is crying uncontrollably, it makes us like a little bit uncomfortable inside because it kind of goes against what our culture's saying. But the good thing is, we don't live, we're not meant to live in what our, our culture is. Our culture is heaven's culture. So it's really important we live by what, what heaven, what God is saying and how he wants us to live in heaven. So we're going to read the verse that Ben has read to us from Luke 12, 22 to 34. And I'm going to read it to start with from the NIV version. So you can turn in your Bibles or it'll come up on, it'll come up here. So then Jesus said to his disciples, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and your body is more than clothes. Consider the ravens, they do not sow or reap. They have no storerooms or barns, yet God feeds them. And how much more valuable are you than birds? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Since you cannot do this very little thing, why do you worry about the rest? Consider how the lilies grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you, not even Solomon in all of his splendour was dressed like one of these. If this is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow thrown into the fire, how much more will he clothe you? Oh, you of little faith. And do not set your heart on what you eat or drink. Do not worry about it. For the pagans run after all such things. And your father knows what... 
knows that you need them. But seek his kingdom and all these things will be given to you as well. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give them to the poor. Provide purses for yourselves that cannot wear out. A treasure in heaven that will not be exhausted. When no thief comes near and no moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. So in the NIV, that section is entitled, Do Not Worry. But in the message version, let me open my message Bible. I love it because it is entitled, Steep Yourself in God Reality. Don't you love that? Isn't that so much better than saying, do not worry, do not worry, or steep yourself in God reality. It kind of gives you an answer to how to get by not worrying. So from the message version, I'm just going to read the same, the same verse, Luke 12, but just verse 24. Let me see. Oh no, that's not it. Um, verse 24, it says... Look at the ravens, free and unfettered, not tied down to a job description, carefree in the care of God, and you count far more. I love that, carefree in the care of God. It's not that there isn't things that are happening that are to worry about, but it's that we don't have to worry about it because we are in God's hands. We are in God's control. God's control. God is in control. But the difficulty with us kind of getting our heads around that is that we... We do have control over our actions. We do have control over our choices. And what we need to do is kind of align them with what God wants. Yeah, so aligning them with God. So yes, we, we have decisions to make, but we can seek God in that. So recently, me and Sam have just moved flat and um, I'm on holiday this week. So when you've just moved and you're on holiday, what do you do? You go to Ikea. Um, so we went to Ikea and we bought some new furniture and this is the kind of the first time we've ever bought anything new together so we um, were so excited when we were waiting for it to be delivered it was like waiting for Christmas day I was like looking out the curtains every five minutes just in case the van didn't know I easily found like our dress is really easy to find but just in case I just kept checking out the window and then the then the parcels all arrived and we were literally giddy we were so excited I got the iPad out and was looking up the IKEA instructions on the iPad I got them and I was ready to go we were tearing the boxes open and we had a pair of scissors each so we were both like just going for it Sam found the instructions in the box and he was going for it we were doing it at different cases we were um both we were excited we we were just like trying to just get it done as quick as possible and it was not going well because if you imagine like a massive furniture one of you trying to turn it one way while the other one is thinking of turning it another way we weren't getting anywhere fast and Sam just went to me I'm the leader (laughs) and and I was like And my first thought naturally was, no, I'm the leader. But I sat there and I thought, right, we're not going to get anywhere quickly if we're both wanting to be the leader. One of us has to be the leader. But in this situation, Sam doesn't have any authority as a leader unless I let him lead. He can say he's the leader all he wants, but unless I'm willing to let him lead... We're not going to get anywhere quickly. (laughs) He's such a monkey. (laughs) But it's the same with God. God is there saying, Kat, I'm leading. And if I'm saying, yeah, yeah, that's great, but I'm going this way, God. We're not going to get anywhere 
anytime quickly. We have to say, okay, you're the leader, God. You can lead. Because actually, after that, we got the sofa up like that. It looked lovely and we both enjoyed it. It was, it was done so much better and so much more efficient when you're not working against each other. Because actually, we both had the same goal. We both wanted to do the same thing, but we were doing it differently and it just wasn't working. So when we say to God, I'm in control of my actions and with my actions, I'm going to say, God, you're the leader. You take me where you want to go. So, um, so yeah, that was our IKEA story. <laughs> our first experience of Ikea. Um, my mother-in-law used to be a driving instructor, so she used to have this car that had dual pedals, so she could obviously keep herself safe while she was teaching students to drive. And occasionally, if, if people didn't know that in her car she had pedals on their side, all sorts of things would happen. So there was one time where somebody didn't know and put their bag on the pedals and so she was thinking driving along thinking oh my goodness there's a problem in my car the engine is breaking but actually it was that the person's baggage the passenger's baggage was pressing on the brake pedals and causing the car and um, not to not to be able to move and so we're saying by saying God you're the leader we're saying God you can be in the driver's seat you take the lead but sometimes the things that we carry the baggage that we have with us sometimes that puts things on pause, some, not even on pause, slows things down, makes things move not at the pace that God wants it to move at. Sometimes when we're in the drive, when we're in the passenger seat, we can be terrible backseat drivers. How many people here are backseat drivers? Often the people you drive with will say, yeah, they're a backseat driver. Um, sometimes when we're a backseat driver, we don't know that we're actually being a backseat driver because we're just being helpful. We're just telling them that the better way is the other way. We're just telling them that they should overtake. We're just telling them that they shouldn't break as hard. We're doing all helpful things. And sometimes you need to be called out on it. Hey, I'm driving. If you want to be the boss, you drive. Yeah? And it's the same with God. Sometimes we can say, God, yeah, I'm letting you lead, but my dreams, they're over here and you're going in the wrong direction. Sometimes we, we are the backseat drivers to God. So we're saying, yeah, God, you're in control, but I'll just give you a few helpful pointers because I don't think you've quite remembered that I said I wanted to do this. Yeah? So, it's a, so sometimes we have to say, God, you're the leader. Sometimes we have to recognise what baggage we're carrying because it's slowing the journey down. And sometimes we have to... Be called out that we are not actually fully letting God take control. We're actually being backseat drivers. So I'm just going to read from... Oh, I need to turn over. I'm just going to read from Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Let me find it. Matthew 16, 24 to 25. Then Jesus went to work on his disciples. Anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You are not in the driver's seat. I am. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Self-help is no help at all. Self-sacrifice is the way, my way, to finding yourself, your true self. And I think that fits in amazingly with what Ed shared last week. Ed was saying that often on social media, there's so much self-help things that pop up, you know, surround yourself with positivity, be with people who don't kind of drag you down, be with the people who say yes, not the naysayers, all these kind of things that actually are really, really logical and to us are really, really healthy. But the Bible tells us in Proverbs that there is a way that might seem right to a man, but in the end it leads to death. So sometimes what, what the ways that feel logical to us and feel sensible to us aren't actually God's way, aren't actually what God has for us. So although all those things about self-help are good, 
That's if you're sustaining yourself by yourself. And even then, that won't suffice. God is saying that we need to live sacrificially and that actually our source is from him. So yes, being around those people that possibly are difficult to be around is is hard. It's okay because we don't have to do that in our own strength. God is our source. He will sustain us. He will give us everything we need. We just need to stay plugged in to his power source. Ed said last week about when we're light, it's so e- it's easier to be around others who are light because you're on the same page. You're, you're kind of speaking the same language. But when you're a light surrounded by darkness, that's really hard. That's really testing. But actually, that's where the light needs to be, isn't it? Yeah? So... <clears throat> Yeah, so, so when we're relying on God, we need to um, allow him to allow him to lead us. So we need to let go and just let God. Let go and let God. When I, um, and that can often take courage. It can often take bravery. Um, and sometimes we just need to get our brave on. We just need to get our brave on and do it. But when we think of times in our lives when we need courage, we often think of the massive events, the massive things that take a lot of courage and a lot of kind of like, I don't know, uh, well, faith and like giddying yourself up for it. But actually, it's the every single day courage. It's the, it's the letting God take control of the every day, the consistency of that that allows us to take the most ground, allows us to travel the furthest, allows us to keep going. I, um, a couple of years ago, went to a Pilates class and I really, really, I, I quite like exercising, but I like exercising where I really feel like I have worked really hard. So I like sweating. I like the next day feeling my muscles hurting because I feel like, yeah, I did good. I did good yesterday. Um, so I went along to this Pilates class and as I was queuing for this Pilates class, I'd never done Pilates before in my life. As I was queuing for this Pilates class, I was kind of like looking around me and I was surrounded by lovely women who are about triple the age of me. And I was thinking, oh, is this the class I should be going to? Or should I just go to the gym? Should I just go into the gym and go on the running machine? Or should I go to this class? Am I just going to be wasting my time? So I just thought, oh, you've never done it before. Just go. Went into this class being quite arrogant like thinking oh this will be easy Um, and actually I was there and very it became very apparent to the instructor very quickly that I'd never done this before because she came and was next to me for the whole class she was saying holding your stomach shoulders back knees together point your toes I said your stomach oh your shoulders straighten that back I was like oh oh." and all these other women are just like holding themselves graciously and moving and I'm like I don't have any core strength and it's exactly the same with them, with God, we need to exercise our core strength day by day by day by day. These women had been doing this class for years. That's why they were absolutely solid. That's why they were brilliant at it. And me walking along thinking, I got this cat, I got this. I was like, I can't do it at all. It's exactly the same with our relationship with God. We need to get our core strong. And how we get our core strong is doing the same thing again and again and again, being consistent, taking ground. So how do we... um, let go about letting God lead us because it's all easy well it can be easy saying yeah God you're in control you you do this but how can we actually practically go about saying God you're in control and I think there's kind of three areas that we need to work on to truly let God fully take the lead the first area is our hearts it is so important that our hearts are soft and there's a line in a Jason Upton song that says love is a dangerous word for those who fear losing control Isn't that so true? 
Because when you love something, when you love something wholeheartedly, you are not in control of that at all. You are putting yourself out there. You are putting your heart out there. And Lisa Bevere says, those who love fiercely live fiercely. But those who love with measure live with measure. Now that really struck me because I was thinking, that sounds awful. I don't want anyone to say about me, oh, that cat Archer, yeah, she, she lives with measure. What an awful thing. I want, to be, I want it to be that cat Archer, she lives fiercely. Oh my goodness, she loves when it's hard. She loves the unlovable. She loves with all of her might. I want to be faced with my love. And in order to be faced, you've got to be soft-hearted. You've got to n- not have barriers up around your heart. You've got to be soft. So let's love louder. So first, hearts soft, okay? Second, our minds. Our minds need to be focused on what God is saying. So we need to keep focused on God's truth. In Luke 12, verse 29, it says, uh, yeah, what I'm trying to do here is to get you to relax, not be so preoccupied with getting so you can respond to God's giving. People who don't know God and the way he works fuss over these things, but you know both God and how he works. Steep yourself in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. I love that. Steep yourself in God reality, God provisions and God initiative. Um, keep our minds focused. I am... Um, I love it when, um, when I'm worshipping because in the midst of worship, I, I'm singing God's truths over and over and over again. And I'm like, oh yeah, I just get really excited. It makes me feel, because my eyes are so focused on how big my God is, how strong my God is, I know then that me on my worst day with God by my side, Oh, it gets me good. With God by my side is no match for the devil on his best day. And I stand in worship and I say, come on, devil, give it your best. Because I want God to be looking down at me going, go on, that one's faithful. Give it your best shot. Try all you can, but she is not going to be shaken. That's what I feel like when I'm worshipping because my mind is focused on God. I'm going, go on, devil, how are you? Give it a go. I'm not going anywhere because my God, he's massive. And that's what we need. We need our eyes to be so focused on God. But so often we let our thoughts kind of go away with us. We, let, we kind of let our um, a colour conference, they described it as like a thought train. You kind of jump on a thought train. You go without even checking the destination board, without even knowing where it's going. You just jump on this train and just let it go. That's not what God wants. God wants us to be checking in with him. Sometimes, especially if I'm feeling really, really... I'm going to use the word passionate about something (laughs) rather than angry. If I'm feeling really, really passionate about something, sometimes the thoughts in my head are so loud and so noisy. I'm thinking, God, I want to hear what you're saying in this, but my thoughts are so loud. I can't hear because I'm just, my thoughts are getting just all muddled up and, and it's hard to decipher whether it's your voice or whether it's God's voice. In them moments, we just need to just take a time out. And just say, God, what are you saying about this situation? Because my head's telling me all of this, but I want to know if it's of you or not of you. So we need to keep our minds focused with God. Um, Christine Kane tells this amazing story about her daughter who 
is four years old and started school. Um, and um, up until this point, her, her father was telling her every day, you, you are so beautiful. You are so clever. Look how pretty you are. You are so intelligent. You are smart. You are good. And apparently on her first day at school, um, she was playing and, and a little boy said to her, you're stupid and ugly. And she stood up eyeballed him straight in the eyes and said that's not true I'm pretty and I'm clever because my daddy tells me so don't you love that and I feel like that's what we need our minds need to be so in tune with what God says about us no matter what gets said anywhere we know the truth we know that in the Bible it tells us the truth about us we are standing on solid foundations that we know exactly what God says so our hearts are soft and our minds are focused and the other thing is our souls our souls need to be free now we know in God and and through Jesus our souls are free but so often we can carry past hurts around with us like baggage so often we can carry things that we might not even be aware of things that are like passed on through generations like generational um traits or prejudices or biases we can carry them around with us sometimes at some point in our lives you might not even remember you might have been so hurt or so let down you might have said I am never going to trust like that again I am never going to let anybody get that close to me again and these are things that can that can bind our soul that can chain us and hold us um, down so what we need to do is um, ask God to highlight any of these areas any of these baggages or any of these vows that we've made and 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 claim them to be broken and free in Jesus's name because we need our souls to be free so soft hearts focused minds free souls Heart soft, um, minds focused, souls free, okay? So that's what we need. We need to let go and let God in all of those three areas. I'm just going to start to ask the band to start to just come back up and just um, play, just as we just move on into the next area. What I would really, really like us to do, if you're comfortable, in the next few minutes is just to kind of um, close your eyes, kind of get comfortable, move into a space if you want to. And we're just going to ask God, because I don't know about you, so often when I'm listening to a speaker, I'll think, yeah, yeah, that really resonates with me. That, that's um, really kind of what God's speaking to me about. And sometimes I sit there and think, that, that's, that's great, but um, nothing specifically for me today, nothing specifically speaking into my life. But both of those areas, both of those responses, it's really good to just sit and say, God, is there anything that you want to bring to my attention? Is there anything that you um, want to work on um, in me today? Um, so, um, and just and how that works for me personally is something will just uh, something will just pop into my head, and it might be something I wasn't even thinking about, or I get some kind of picture in my head, just a thought or a feeling, um, and that's kind of how God prompts me for areas that He wants to deal with. So, if everyone's kind of comfortable, let's just close our eyes and just focus on God. God, we just ask you right now, if there's anything personally that you want to talk to us, if there's any areas in our life that you really want to um, help us lose control of, help set us free. So in our personal lives, is there anything in our health or our emotions, any past hurts or any attitudes we carry, God? just ask that you just reveal them to us now
Father, in our families, whoever that may be for you, those people who immediately are around you, who you share your life with, is there anything that you want to speak to us about there? Anything to do with our home, with our money, with relationships, good ones and bad ones, with our children or future children? God, is there anything there that you just want to bring to our attention right now? we just ask about our church is there anything in our church that you just want to bring to our to our attention God is there any areas holding us back about being led or not feeling settled perhaps or or a role or position we hold in the church God we just pray that you would just highlight any areas that you specifically want to speak to us about highlighted any areas to you just hold them in your hearts and I'm just going to read a prayer over us all God we put you in the driver's seat today we are asking we want you to take the lead help us to trust you and to not quickly take back control you may be taking us where you, you may not be taking us where we think we should be going, but God, you know best. You already know what we want, but more importantly, you know exactly what we need. We know that we can be brave because we know exactly who we are. Heaven is our home. God, you work all things for good. You are the same God who has a divine plan for history and you have a divine plan for our lives. Your power is made great in our weakness. God, reset our hearts. God, refocus our minds. God, restore our souls. Help us day by day to steep ourselves in your reality. Thank you, Father, that in your kingdom there is no final arrival and there is no retirement. Help us all to keep moving and to keep taking ground day by day. Strength to strength, glory to glory with you as our friend, with you as our guide, Father. Thank you, Jesus.